Hello, my name is Emily Jansen, and this is the Leadership is Female podcast. I'm a female leader in sports. I'm the general manager of a AAA baseball team in minor league baseball, and I'm the first woman to hold this title in nearly 20 years. And I'm here with the Leadership is Female podcast to make sure that this amount of time never goes by again before another woman leads. Marion Wright Edelman said, you can't be what you can't see. So I am here to interview successful women in sport to uncover opportunity, learn the tips, learn from our mistakes, learn from our successes to get you to the top faster. Join me and my guests week after week, season after season, as we reach back to extend a hand to pull you forward. I will lead her forward because leadership is female. Welcome to part one of the four-part Young Leaders series, where we interview young career all-stars and look to uncover the secrets to their success and ask them to let us inside their mind and share what the next generation of leader looks for in their expectations, what is their motivation to work in sports, what has been the biggest hurdle they have faced, what is the best piece of advice for both young professionals and managers that they can offer. First up is the wonderful, talented, and passionate Chrissy Camilleri. Junior Giants coordinator and co-chair of the San Francisco Giants Women's Network, Momentum. In addition to Chrissy's insights of the aforementioned, she also shares much about the Giants Women's Network, Momentum. Momentum is the first and largest women's group with the San Francisco Giants and was founded in 20. Objective is to lead women forward and connect women in the office with women at all different levels. The network includes smaller cohorts for genuine connection. Its foundation is the four pillars of empowerment, enrichment, having fun, and giving back. You won't want to miss There's some awesome ideas on why this network is so successful and how to include the men in your office in any network that you have created or decide to create in the future. You won't want to miss this. Great episode, wonderful woman, and advice to lead you forward and to lead her forward. So let's go. Welcome to the Leadership is Female podcast and the four-part Young Leader series, Chrissy Camilleri, Junior Giants Coordinator for the Giants Community Fund and co-chair of the San Francisco Giants Women's Network. Welcome to the podcast, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. Oh, I'm so pumped that you are here today. And so like all of my guests, I would love for you to introduce yourself, tell us who you are what you do, how you got there, and how did you land your gig with the San Francisco Giants Community Fund? Yes, I would love to share. So as you mentioned, my name is Chrissy Camilleri. I currently reside in San Francisco, California. I am born and raised in Roseville, so right outside of Sacramento. And as you mentioned, I'm a Junior Giants Coordinator for the San Francisco Giants Community Fund. So little bit about the community fund. We are the 501c3 nonprofit of the Giants. And the majority of our efforts every year goes towards our flagship program, which is called Junior Giants. And Junior Giants is really so much more than just baseball and softball. What makes us so unique is that we're free. There's no cost involved. We're non-competitive, so we don't keep score. And we're co-ed. So boys and girls are playing together out on the field. And when COVID is not a factor, we're serving 24,000 kids across 90 different leagues and underserved communities, not just in the Bay Area, 
but we extend all the way into Reno, where you are, Emily. We go up into Medford, Oregon, and everywhere in between. And um, I really love sharing my story because it, it's one of, of growth, but it really shows the magnitude of, of the Giants Community Fund and the reach. So I, I went to St. Mary's College of California in Moraga. I studied communication and I grew up a Giants fan. I mean, it was one of my favorite activities to do with my family. It really united us. I'm the youngest of three. And as I got older, I was going to these baseball games. I was like, you know what? There's, there's, there are jobs here. Someone's running the scoreboard. Someone is on the field. And it, it started to pique my interest. I'm like, what else is behind the scenes of, of a baseball organization? So I had a very close family friend tell me about the Junior Giants. She had started an ambassador role in her hometown. And she said, you have to do this. You have to apply. So the next summer, sure enough, I did. And I spent a summer with the Citrus Heights League a couple miles down from my hometown. And I was boots on the ground, really running that league and, and giving a brand new glove to a kid for the first time and, and seeing kids be on a team for the first time. And because it's free, you're really attracting that community that needs it the most. And I always say I, I fell in love. I was, I was hooked with the program and I wanted to figure out how I could be it in a bigger role and to do this for years. So ambassadors are tasked with doing an end of season report, just getting into video at St. Mary's. And so I decided last minute for my end of season report to do a documentary style video just on my iPhone. And I wanted to show what, what I was seeing through my eyes. And I interviewed kids and families and I compiled this video. I put some sentimental music on it and I presented it to my coordinator at the time. And what I thought would just kind of, you know, be a good portfolio piece ended up catapulting my whole career. And I always kind of credit it back to, to that one video that I made of the community I was serving. So it led me to um, in going into my senior year. Um, I went to committee meetings and board meetings. It led to a full-time internship in the front office the last semester of college. And I was working full-time 40 hours in the office and commuting back and forth from Moraga to San Francisco. And I knew I just, this was where I was meant to be. They, three months into my internship, I was able to present that same video to an audience of about a thousand people at our play ball lunch next to Buster Posey. It was just, I knew this is where I was supposed to be. I was given all these signs. And so I continued to work hard and I always say it was divine timing, but I had a coworker going on maternity leave, was able to hang on in an assistant capacity. And then in 2018, I became the full-time junior giants coordinator. So now in this role, and, and it's kind of a full circle story for me, but I help manage the leagues that are in the Bay Area. So I work with youth serving agencies to, to host junior giants, making sure that they have all the resources that they need for a successful program. And as you know, in sports, we wear many hats, especially in nonprofits too. So I also help with social media marketing and email campaigns and planning events. And I manage ambassadors of my own now. So um, it, it's a very fulfilling job and it's associated with the Giants. That's only part of it, but the people I get to work with and the people I get to serve um, truly are the best part of my role. Well, my next question, I feel like the answer is, is pretty obvious. It's, it's why do you work in sports? But one of the things that I think we're trying to uncover in this Young Leader series is 
is the passion and the motivation for the next generation of strong female leaders. So I'm still going to kick this question to you because I want to hear in your own words, why do you work in sports and, and what keeps you working in sports? That is a great question. And I think it surprised a lot of people when I started working in sports because I wasn't necessarily the most, most athletic. I wasn't, you know, I was on dance team and, and um, I did cheer. But what I love about sports is the Number one, the magnitude of the platform, especially with Major League Baseball, you have a captive audience, you have so many fans, and they're paying attention to what you do, but you can use that platform for good. And I love that that's what I get to do day in and day out. Um, and, and then the second part is that more on the ground level of sports, and when it comes to youth development, there's so much opportunity there. So when, when kids are part of a team, they're learning so many life skills that can really help help them in their professional lives and in their interpersonal relationships. And it, and it starts with giving them that glove and putting them on the team. So um, that's my twofold answer for that question. Yeah. You're a girl after my own heart. Sports for good is number one on my list as well. And the impact that it can make in people's lives. And so next question for you, what do you look for in a manager? Okay. It's another great question. So I've been very thankful to have wonderful managers in my career thus far. And I think um, what they have done so well is, is to give me their trust. And I think that has, has been what has made the most difference in everything. I think they trusted me right off the bat with projects I thought I was not qualified for or not experienced enough for, but they saw something in me and knew I could do it and, and pushed me to that next level at a very young age. So I think it was at the age of 21 or 22, I was running events for thousands of people and, and having junior giants come to the ball field and, and go play on the field. And then, okay, which station are they going to go to in this ballpark? And, you know, at first glance, I'm like, there's no way I can do this. And then I, and I do it and I feel accomplished and I can review it with them. And all along, they knew I could do it. So I think it's that trust and and almost seeing the genius in in my manager's employees and the team that they manage and me and saying, okay, you can do it. Let's go. Um, so that's what I really now look for, you know, and, and what I appreciate in my current um, position. I love that you said that. One of the hardest parts about being a manager, being a new manager is offboarding projects, trusting mm-hmm. that your staff, not that they can get the job done, but that they want that magnitude of work. And I think oftentimes we try to protect our staff from burnout, too much work, too hefty of projects, you know, things that might be over their head. And what you're saying is that that is actually the quality that you respect the most mm-hmm. is that trust factor that you can take on big projects. You can take the lead, you can do these things on your own. And mm-hmm. I'm so thrilled that you, you shared that because it's really enlightening for, for all of us to hear and a great reminder about what you need to look for and look to in the staff below you. So given Chrissy that you've led events for thousand people and taken on these big projects, what type of career progress are you expecting? Where do you want to be in two years? That is so 
you know, it's really important to think about. And I'm always thinking of what's next, what's upcoming. And in sports, sometimes that pathway is not very clear. Um, And even when I was an intern, it wasn't guaranteed that the next step would be a full-time position. And so for me right now, I think because I've had such a beautiful variety of projects I've worked on, I'm starting to realize what I'm really good at and what I feel like I can really do to serve my team. And that falls more into the communication space. um, And whether that's internal or external communication, I really feel like I have a lot to offer. And it is all rooted back to kind of that storytelling video that I I started with as an intern. So I I see that in my future. I, I believe in, in everything happens at the right time. And so I'm in the meantime, between now and whatever that next role is, I am going to work very hard and take on projects that push me out of my comfort zone because I know it will you know, transform me into the employee I need to be at the moment for the next opportunity. So right now I'm keeping an open mind, but I know I'm really passionate about communication um, strategy. And so what I heard you say is that projects that push you outside of your comfort zone and a variety of different projects is what's really helping you to grow in your role and identify what you're the best at for, for the team and for the company. And I think that's so important. And sometimes we have these roles that are really linear, really finite. You have to do this one specific task. And I think that is very limiting on the growth of any employee, let alone somebody starting out your career. You don't have the ability to pivot, um, expand left and right to identify what you're the best at. So I'm thrilled to hear you've got that opportunity and that's what's helping you find uh, next, the next step in what I'm certain will be an amazing career. With that, with that progress, with that management style, the next question is culture. What is the culture that helps you thrive the best in the front office? And and what is that ideal culture for you and maybe what you're seeing uh, with your peers? Sure. I could talk about company culture all day with you. It's something that I'm very passionate about beyond just, you know, what my job title is. Um, I come from a big Italian Maltese family and celebration is is key to us. I learned a lot from my mother. She threw big celebrations. And so I've always kept that close at heart with whatever I do. Um, I was a resident advisor. So I am always trying to enter into a space of how can I make the people that are around me feel celebrated and make them feel included? Because I feel like when you enter into a workspace and you have those basic needs met, you know that you're showing up and people are happy to see you and that you're appreciated and validated, you produce your best work um, as a team and as an individual. So um, I, my coworkers have deemed me on the side as like the unofficial culture curator for the fund. And um, when we were in the office, it would be something as simple as like, we call them desperation. So I would streamer all of their desks into pretty canopies and celebrate an anniversary or um, a birthday. Um, right now in COVID times, it's a simple Zoom background that's customized and, um, or it's a colleague call out or, you know, collecting all of our team members to nominate someone for an internal award. And I think that's what's so special about the fund. Um, We really love each other. We are, we have a family dynamic. 
And um, I feel, you know, I entered at the age of 20 and I, you know, this is my sixth season if you count my ambassador role. So I feel like I've been raised kind of by them too. And so that's an element as well. But I think to answer your question, the kind of culture you want to create is an inclusive one and, a, and one that is celebratory. And so now I'm trying to figure out how can we make culture consistency a thing? And, and we've done, the Giants have done such a wonderful job uh, during this COVID era, especially of, of really celebrating one another. Well, speaking of inclusivity, celebration, culture, community, the Giants have pretty special women's network called Momentum. Talk to us about Momentum and your role in the women's group. Why are you involved? What do you hope to accomplish? And what makes Momentum so successful? This program is recognized by Major League Baseball as one of the top in the industry. And Chrissy, you're a co-chair. Talk to us about it. I am. Oh, I'm so excited to share more about Momentum. So Momentum is the first and largest employee resource group of the San Francisco Giants. And we are dedicated to moving women forward, which there's a lot of synergy there with your podcast here, Emily. Um, And so in 2017, it was created by Alyssa Matoza, Liz Socha, um, Alyssa Nacken, Sarah Groff, and Stacey Slaughter. And they really knew that there was a need for bringing women of our organization together and and supporting them and and figuring out how we can connect women of all different levels and and move them forward professionally and provide them that support. So um, I joined Momentum as a squad leader. So one of the programs that we have, we call it a squad, and we divide our, our members into smaller cohorts. So women of all different levels can connect with one another in a more intimate setting and have you know, social hours or have a lunch together. And it's really providing that connection and collaboration within the office and that culture. So I started as leading one of those cohorts. And then um, our, our good friend, Alyssa Nacken, of course, that name is um, not unfamiliar to many, but she's the first MLB female coach. She was pulled up to the majors um, in 2020. And so right around when COVID hit, um, Alyssa and Liz reached out to me to step up in the co-chair capacity. And so we've been really working together to keep women connected in this virtual space. A lot of us are still working from home. We're getting ready to go back, but um, we were kind of faced with this challenge. And so the, the four pillars of momentum is really empowerment, enriching, enrichment, having fun, and giving back. And so we split up our programming with those themes as well. We bring in male allies every month. We, um, we center topics around self-defense or learning um, new programs like Canva and Calendly so that they can build their professional toolkits. We talk about being women in, in this male-dominated um, industry and, and how can we show up as our best selves and support one another in doing so. Um, so I, I, it's one of my favorite parts about working for the San Francisco Giants. They have shared that it, you know, Momentum has reported back that it's the same um, for women who are active participants. We have about 70 to 100 members with us every single month. So Um, We're creating something very special, and I'm just so thankful to be a part of it. 
You guys, we have a new website, leadershipisfemale.com. Please visit us and know that we are here to help get you to the top faster. Are you a career female looking for an edge? Are you looking for answers on how you can level up? Our purpose is to bring interviews with female leaders in sports each week through this podcast, Leadership is Female, so you can uncover opportunities, hear tips to elevate your career, learn from our mistakes and successes so that you can get to the top faster. We're giving you all the advice we know now that we wish we knew then. We're extending a hand back to lead you forward. Let's go. Visit leadershipisfemale.com. Join our newsletter. Check out all the episodes of the podcast and stay tuned for more resources to lead you forward. Leadershipisfemale.com. Throughout this season of Leadership is Female, I've talked with several founders of the Pro Sports Assembly. I'm glad to become a founder too and invite you to join us at prosportsassembly.com. We are the Association for People Who Work in Professional Sports. Our core purpose is the advancement of diverse and inclusive leadership. From finance to innovation, operations and sales to social responsibility, marketing, human resources, and analytics, the Assembly aims to ensure pro sports has a diverse and talented pipeline to lead these efforts and more. Visit prosportsassembly.com to learn more. Okay, so much here, so much that we can unpack the four pillars, the different topics that you've done. This isn't just about building your career in sports, it's building empowerment, it's building different skill sets. You talked about self-defense, you talked about Canva, which is a tool that you can use for online and for design. Um, You talked about Calendly. What's one of the best events that you guys have done? What's one of the the best things that you've learned as a result of being a part of Momentum? Oh, so every year we celebrate um, International Women's Day. And this this year we turned it into a full week of virtual events and invited the whole organization to join us. So male allies and women of momentum together. And through a series of events, we, we had one that was how, how to support women in the workplace and seeing our male colleagues hop on the call and, and to support us and to really learn of like, okay, are you having maybe your woman colleagues always be the one taking notes are, you know, or are you using these sorts of phrases or are you supporting women to allow them to go to momentum programming? And it was, it was so wonderful just to see everyone being so receptive to it and, and to really value what we had to say and had to offer our organization. And, you know, we ended it on that Friday with, um, with a true celebration. It was um, our next generation of Momentum members. And so we had daughters of, of colleagues come on and talk about what they wanted to be and who they want to be when they grow up. And then we ended with a dance party. And so it's that combination of education, understanding, and celebration all mixed into one that is really, we're really proud to bring that to our organization and continue to grow it. So that's one of the example of, of my favorite event series that we've done. So what do you think male allies and also any manager can do to support the growth of young women in their organization? I think to never underestimate the value of time and 
And it doesn't have to be a lot of time either. It could just be a quick one-on-one, um, but giving women and really anyone the space to speak, the opportunity for feedback, the opportunity to talk about where do you see yourself in the future? What are your goals? So that's part one is, is time. And part two is, is labeling the, the excellence that that manager is seeing. And this is really coming from um, my, my manager, my RW director, Paul Giuliacci. He's having us read a book called Multipliers. And it's by, um, it's by Liz Wiseman. And it has this concept of, are you a multiplier or a diminisher? And one, one aspect of a multiplier is seeing the talent and calling it as you see it. Um, because you never know, maybe that person never recognized that that's their genius or that's their um, special expertise that they're bringing to the team. We're having you facilitate these meetings because you're you're great at it. You're the best one on the team to facilitate these meetings, and we value you for that reason. So um, I've had you know my managers have called that out, or you know, hey, like your power lies in your creativity and and your leadership. Well, that's really helpful for me to know because now I can lean into it a little bit. So um, time and and labeling genius is the two. What phenomenal advice! Time and label the excellence the manager is seeing. Love it. That's also providing real-time feedback for those people that you're managing, which is so important in a fast-paced work environment that you take that quick second, as you stated, that sharing your time is one of the most valuable things. So taking that second, realizing that expertise, and that's what's really going to help with that growth. So Chrissy, you have seen tremendous success so far in your career. You're putting your heart and soul into your work, but can you share with us maybe a hurdle that you faced so far in your career and how did you overcome that? Yes. And I think it, you know, this is actually a timely topic for me. I'm in this leadership cohort right now with the San Francisco Giants through a program called Strive. And one of the elements is we did a 360 review. So I had to send this review out to 10 colleagues that I worked with and they, you know, evaluated my performance, which is so helpful for me to know how I can continue to grow as a professional. And one of them, you know, one thing that I knew about myself, but kind of was reiterated is, you know, you can delegate, like delegation is so hard. And then prioritizing that work-life balance, which is definitely a buzz phrase, but um, I think starting as an intern, well, really as an ambassador and then an intern, I kind of have always taken on that mentality of yes. Yes, I can do it. Yes, I can get that deadline done. Um, Yes, I can take on this new project. I would love to be involved. And so then you, you know, you overload your plate. And how do you get through everything and get a full eight hours of sleep and prioritize your social life and your personal life? And so that's something that I, I'm still working on. It, it's not an easy answer. I think I'm only human and some weeks are better than others, but it's definitely a hurdle that I'm working on. Um, and knowing that I now have the permission to delegate and working with, you know, my ambassadors of, okay, let me empower you to take on this project. I know you can do it and doing just as my managers have done to me. So I'm trying to put that into action, but sometimes it's easier said than done. So that's the hurdle that I'm working on. And every day gets a little bit better. I'm so happy you shared that with us today because the first step is really recognition that Mm -hmm. it's something you need to work on and identifying it at this point in your career and making that a priority to try to sort out 
is going to pay dividends in the long run. I am, I don't know, about 10 years ahead of you in my career. And it's still a struggle for me. I have out of office envy. You know, I send somebody a message and I see the note, I'm away from my computer today. I'll get back to you at this date and time. I think, wow, that person is so strong to put up that message because so often we might check our email when we're on vacation or we're taking the day off. We, we feel like you can't delegate or you can't step away um, when really you can. And knowing that the next generation of leader is already considering it, gosh, the people who are in the chairs right now, we really need to model what that behavior looks like and mm-hmm. how to do it well. So I'm thrilled that you brought that to my attention as a wonderful <laughs> reminder again today, um, but also to share share with all of our listeners. And so can you offer a piece of advice to, let's do this twofold. I'm gonna pop this question on you. Young professionals, piece of advice, and then managers, piece of advice coming from the next gen of leader. Sure. So starting with young professionals, I think, you know, if you are in a role and you just started and you're trying to figure out what that future looks like for you, my best advice is to know your organization, know your company in and out and figuring out how can you use your gifts to advance your team? How can you bring something to the table, take the initiative and drive it forward. What what makes you special, and how and how can you show up and and deliver? Um, and that's something that I always try to encourage my ambassadors to do. It's what I strive to continue to do. Of what makes me unique, and how can it benefit and serve as many people as possible. So that is what I would advise to the to the young professionals and to the seasoned professionals. Again, I have to go back to time. It's who, who can you put a check-in on and, and provide a lunch hour to? And, and who can you ask about, you know, what, what do they see in their future? Give them that time. And I, I'm thinking of the people who have given me their time. And that one conversation that I've had with them has really catapulted my thoughts for the future and where I see myself. And so you can do that for other people. And I know sports, it's such a fast paced industry. We're running a million miles an hour and it, it always feels like, okay, well that can wait till the off season. But when our baseball season is so long, sometimes it it has to happen now and looking at our calendar and carving out that time. So, um, those are my two pieces of advice. Fantastic. We've got know your role and how your gifts can better serve your team. And then coming back to the time piece, Give your time to your staff and do it strategically, do it often. And really, I'll go back to something that a a recent guest said to me, uh, Jill Kelly. She said, work on your active listening skills. Don't think about how you're going to reply or the to-do list in your head. Re-listen to what you're receiving from that person you're in conversation with. Remember those things and help them build on what they had shared with you. So Chrissy, I think those go hand in hand and what uh, wonderful advice for you to share with us. So we wrap up every episode quote, uh, which one have you chosen for today? 
So I have two for you. One's a personal one. And one has been a quote that has stuck with me for years. And I almost forgot about it until I went to my Facebook profile and I realized it's been in my bio for probably 10 years. Um, And so I think subconsciously, it's really been a guide for me. And it's do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. That's Ralph Waldo Emerson. And um, I think that has been a guiding force for me because I'm always trying to figure out what can I do and who can I be and how can I show up? And maybe I don't see it, but how can I create it for myself? And then how can I turn around, reach out a hand and and grab the person next to come up with me? And I know that's a a big saying for you too, and something that you believe in. And that's why I love your podcast, Emily, but um, it's true. It's, you know, I've hired people who were my residents at St. Mary's who saw me kind of embark on this professional career and were interested in learning more. And so it's like, how can I bring more people up into this organization and give them that opportunity too? Um, so that that's a big quote for me. And then my second one is actually one that um, my mother has sang, to, she, it, she sings it to me, you know, since I was very young and we would be getting ready for school and she'd be in the kitchen and she would say, happy, healthy, brave, and strong, brave, and strong, brave, and strong, happy, healthy, brave, and strong. And so that is always just an affirmation that floats in my head. And I find myself singing it sometimes. And it's funny how things like that work, but um, it's true. It's a good reminder of I'm here. I'm happy. I'm ready, you know, to, to share myself with the world. So That is so beautiful. And as a mom, I mean, what better way to let your kids leave the house in the morning than hearing you tell them they're happy, healthy, brave, and strong. I want to give your mom a big hug right now. That is like the sweetest (laughs) thing. It's, oh, it's amazing. And you know what? I'd say on the podcast all the time, extend a hand back to lead her forward. There are people all over this industry ready to help you, to lift you up, to recognize your talents, to see you succeed. And Chrissy, you are just such a shining example of another person, another woman who is leading, leading from within, leading others, having her eyes up to look around and find the next person that you can help. And it's just such a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to see. And it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast and to share your journey with us, your wisdom. There's so much wisdom at every level. I think leveling the playing field in sports, no matter what title you've got in the front office, you can learn from your colleagues. You can learn from your peers. You can be a better, stronger, healthier organization when you listen and look and spend time with those uh, working hard around you. So appreciate you tremendously. Thank you. Thank you. And I always say, you know, age is but a number truly, and you can be the youngest one in the room. You could be the only female in the room, but the main thing is that you're in the room and you're going to speak up and, and share your passion. So that that's what I'll leave you on. <laughs> so where can we follow along with you on your incredible career? Thank you. Yeah. You can follow me, um, on social media. I Instagram and Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, it's at Chrissy underscore cam and, um, on LinkedIn, it's just Chrissy Camilleri. So those are the spots you can find me. Awesome. Um, and I will plug to please follow along with the Giants Community Fund and the Junior Giants. So we're at Go JR Giants on social media and at Giants Community Fund. 
um, if you want to learn more about our mission and programs. Yeah, for all of you out there working in sports who want to make a greater, bigger, stronger, healthier impact on your community, take a look at Junior Giants. They do it the best. Um, the league reaches far and wide. He's in the Bay Area reaching all the way to Reno um, with, with this programming impacting the life of youth and also making Giants fans from a very, very young age to grow up and uh, attend those games and, and cheer on that team. So follow along and get inspired and see how those programs might translate to, to your business, to your industry, to your team, baseball or otherwise. So thanks again, Chrissy. Such a pleasure and can't wait to keep up with you. Yay. Thank you so much, Emily. With that, let's get into the top four takeaways. Number one, the number one quality in a manager is a manager trust. Give your reports projects above their head and know that they can do it. If you give a large variety of projects, it can help you both to identify where that person really excels. Number two, celebration. Celebrate culture. Make a diverse group of people around you feel celebrated and included consistently. Number three, never underestimate the value of time. Give of your time as a manager and give your reports the space to speak. Give four, label the excellence you see. Hey leaders, if you want to be in for a treat, definitely subscribe to the show if you have not done so already because we have so many amazing episodes coming up. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss out. And if you leave us a review or post about me or tag Leadership is Female on your Instagram stories to talk about the show, we'll enter you into a giveaway. We're giving away something every single month. Some of my favorite things from my favorite work bag to my favorite sunglasses. Make sure that you spread the word and we will reward you for that. I'll also send you a personal thank you note and repost your comments and reviews. Last thing, did this episode bring you any insights, ideas, aha moments, anything you are inspired by? If so, take one second and share the link, post about it on your Instagram, text your friend, email, so many ways to share leadership is female. And if you do post about this show, again, don't forget to tag at Leadership is Female or at Emily Jansen or my awesome guest today, because knowing that this conversation made a difference for you means the world to us and we love to see it. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Leadership is Female podcast. It means the world to me that you chose to spend your time with this podcast today. If you like this episode, subscribe, share, and review. What can you do today to lead her forward? We will do our part to lead her forward because leadership is female. Thank you for joining us. This podcast was recorded and edited by Emily Jansen, public relations by Paige Hegedus, and distributed by Anchor FM.